The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. Getting fucked um, up on milk. I lick your head. My cat died. I guess my heart is just so big. It has a wispy hair. What could you possibly have against Gorek to tour? What do you get off? Whenever I want. 404, drunk not fat. <laughs> I'm gonna read a book. I, I'm a real mind probing person. I don't believe they take his clothing away from him. <laughs> Even I can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> Books have words, and words have meaning, and meaning has power, and power will kill us all. They don't have any outward indication of erection. There's a lot of legends and prophecies, and it's, you know, it's fine. We've got a new review to read for you. This one comes from Adfather. I've tried many live play D&D podcasts, and this is by far my favorite. The pace is excellent. The cast is great at improvised dialogue. The DM is insanely well-prepared and excellent at delivering the ancillary characters. Now, I really want to play D&D for the first time. This. This. So much this. We want to inspire you to get together with your peeps to fight some creeps. D&D is too much fun for everyone not to do it, plain and simple. Speaking of which, let's hit it and crit it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time, having just stolen an item from Gulric, the party decided to lay low and determine if they were in any danger. Doug hacked the drunk net, Cassian visited the lore house, and they found that while tale of what had happened to Gulric had made its way through the city, nothing linking them to it had. So they ventured out to find Brother Degron to get more information about the Tome of the Deep Wrath. They found him sequestered in the guardhouse and proceeded to ask him a lot of questions, to which they got some really circuitous answers. The, uh, the most knowledge they were able to gain was that fire will herald its coming. They returned to their rooms at the ceasefire, and the next morning, Gulric's guard Mandrake approached them with another job. They are to escort some of the Twerp's guests who would shortly be arriving in town and keep them safe while they run errands until bringing them to Gulric's home. The four robed figures have now visited two of the six locations they wish to see. At each, they've merely gone inside, looked around, and interacted with no one. Upon traveling from the Great Temple in the Authority to the Seepful Archives in the Barter, Cassian and Ildov were the first to take notice of strange noises from above. Scanning the rooftops, they saw nothing but scattered pigeons and a few gargoyle statues. Then, one of the statues stretched its wings, leapt into the air, and swooped down at the party. That's where we pick up. You've ushered the robed figures into a nearby herbalist shop. Let's get you guys all set up on the map. You can grab your minis. And I will I will also set some stuff so up on the map. We're at the four corners. Which is the shop. Where <laughs> so, are we? Cover as much ground as, as possible. possible. You guys are all sort of in oh, no. that, that oh, no. quadrant. Okay, You're I'm on the street. Of... 
Oh, I'm, okay, we hustled them into the trap, but and you're not with us. Yeah, you're you're like, I'm like off. Yeah, kind of. I don't. I guess. Yes, Ildov is currently in Chels form. <laughs> Chels form. Yeah. Wait, I thought Chels was our known ally. Well, she not? is. Okay, so we can be like mm, Chels. Come oh. <laughs> Chelsea Rage, I choose you. Yeah, I guess. The problem is that Chelsea is Chelsea Rage a warlock. I mean, I was never really a star. Exactly. So how does she fight? Well, I will see. That's a game time decision. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys are yeah. currently in the street amongst some shops. It's about midday. There are a number of civilians in the area as well. I'm gonna put them on the map now. Oh boy. Oh civilians. Oh wow. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh, oh where's the herbalist? They're scraping his herbs out of the dirt with his rake. <laughs> they do. And someone's standing on a mimic. Awesome. Is that a child? <gasps> or a oh, half children. Is that a guard? Who's about to shoot that woman? Maybe she deserves it. It's a pickpocket child. The guard is going to execute <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you gotta kill children, right? That's You gotta kill children. I mean, that's the first thing you go to. Death is a part of life. You gotta learn that early. Exactly. Because <laughs> once you learn it, you can survive. And now, the gargoyles. I'm assuming all of these are barrels. <clears throat> Gargs. One, uh, yes, so really there, there are barrels, there are crates. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in here. Can I ask uh, another question? Yes. Is that a sewer grate? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure of that, because we, we missed that last time. Oh, we had yes, you did. <laughs> uh, chunk River. Yeah, no, it's oh, a hamburger chunk bun. Oh, Chunk River. Uh, no, there's a sewer grate. There are various puddles. It's a, a dirt road. I mean, there it's stone and, and, and dirty, uh, <laughs> along with all the buildings. You can see there are alleyways between some of the buildings. The roofs are all sloped, which is why they are like contoured like that. I thought they would go fast lines like in Mario Kart. Yes. Yeah. They're also... I also put a lot of speed holes in the roofs. <laughs> uh, and, and a secret shortcut that you can only get by going off this particular ramp at the right time. Yes. 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 Otherwise you will line. die by falling forever. Yes. Yeah. But we got to roll initiative. Oh boy. I can do that. Eighteen, two, wait, nineteen. Ooh, nineteen also. Eleven. You guys both got nineteen, Cassian yeah. and Ildov. Mm -hmm. Okay, Cassian, you have a higher dex mod, yes. right? There. Yarfik, what did you get? Eleven. Eleven. Okay, gonna go there. Ooh. 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 What everyone's ooing about is I just put out the bystanders <laughs> card for the initiative roll. Because uh, there's a whole bunch of bystanders around. Where we are right now, just before we get into sort of the initiative order of things, uh, you had just ushered them in. You had sort of seen them swooping down from above and taken up you know, rough defensive positions. But they haven't made any noise yet. No one has like screamed or yelled. So as of right now, the bystanders are bystanding. They're not doing anything. They don't see anything happening. Uh, so, Cassie. Okay, is this crate here tall enough to let me jump from that to the ceiling? To the roof, I mean? Yes, you could go <laughs> dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> um, and what about uh, this pile of crates over here? Yeah, any of the crates or barrels are tall enough for you to be able to get up on top of them to get up on the roof. Wait, where are the, the twerps guys? We put oh. They're inside oh, one of the buildings. Oh, is it this right, building? Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, um, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm gonna just yell, never fear, citizens, Cassian will protect you. And uh, by that uh, <laughs> boast, I'm gonna cast heroism on myself. Okay. Um, he knows we're here, right? And then uh, I'm 
sort of. I'm gonna draw my sling and arm it as well. Yeah, that's me. Okay. You're, uh, I don't so you're, think. I'm assuming mm, I can mm. also throw a sling in the same turn as I cast a spell, right? No, but you can move if you want to move. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I am gonna go. I'm gonna get up on this roof right here. Get up onto that roof. Uh, so the the roof, given the the angle of the roof, is gonna be rough terrain once you're on it. Oh, okay. um, so you're once you get on the roof, you can only move half your movement. Okay. Um, so about there-ish, and you've got your sling armed. Great, Ildov. I'm gonna just stay where I am for now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. <laughs> So you're uh, taking up a defensive position. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> are you raging? Raging? I mean, you're not Chelsea. a barbarian, so you can't rage, but right. are you Chelsea raging? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm Chelsea rage right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the gargoyles are up next. One of them is going to dive at Olash, as she is the closest one. Fly up right next to you, get all up in your grill. Okay. And... First, going to swipe at you with its claws. It's a 15 to hit. Yep, that hits. Okay. So you take eight points of uh, slashing damage from the claws. Maybe I won't use this. <laughs> I'm right there with you. And then after it swipes at you with its claws, it's going to try to bite you as well. Okay. Uh, but it, uh, you just like managed to get the the handle of your axe up and in its mouth before, so it just gets a mouthful of that, so. Uh, but it's all up in you. This other one over here... Gross. <laughs> ...is going to swipe down on uh, that guy, because he's just the closest one. Hits him. Uh, I'm gonna yell at the gargoyle, you can't find any tougher meat than that, you wuss! And uh, throw a bardic inspiration, damn. Damn, damn. I'm subtracting one with my cutting words from the gargoyle's attack. Still hits. God damn it. You could have taken damage off of that, right? Uh, I suppose. I'm just going to try and make it this all together. Uh, and the gargoyle does nine damage initially oh, with his claws and then follows up with a bite and... No! Holy shit. I'm coming. And that guy is dead. Um... Like dead, dead, or like I can save him, guys. Uh, I mean, he's unconscious and bleeding profusely. Yep, I can save him. So that is okay. their is their turn. Yarfik, you're up. Um, I'm gonna move as close as I can to that gargoyle and him. I have two twenty-five. You're like right there. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to use thaumaturgy mm-hmm. to whip up some winds and amplify my voice as loud as I can. I said, Citizens, you are in danger! Take cover quickly! Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate is here to save your lives! Yes, staying on brand. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an ominous wind. Okay. And that's uh, the best I can do for him. I can't get any closer to save him. And that's, my, I think, my only action I can do. Olash. Okay, I'm gonna rage, and then I'm gonna attack that one. Uh, I'm gonna use misery. I'm gonna go for it. Go for it. Go big or go I'm home. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So 14 plus 7. Yeah, that hits. That hits. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I haven't used Misery in a while. So it's 1d12 plus my regular 5 plus 4 more? Yes. For damage? Okay. Plus 2 because I'm raging. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of math. It is. We'll see if I can do it. <laughs> so Ooh. that's 10, uh, 15, 19, uh, 20, 21. 
So 21 points Holy of damage. Uh, you've just gotten claw swiped by this gargoyle. Uh, you've like shoved the haft of your, your axe into its mouth so that it can't bite you. And then you sort of rip it out and in this like fluid motion, uh, you, you rip it out of its mouth and spin all the way around and just crack your axe into the side of it. It takes the brunt of it like right under its wing and you can see shards of stone uh, like explode into the air from where you hit it. This does a healthy bit of damage. That gargoyle is not looking great. It snarls at you. Uh, you've definitely got its attention. Uh, don't forget, you take one quarter of that yes. damage. Um, so that is uh, five points of necrotic damage okay. as you feel that familiar pain around your heart. All right. You should really get that checked out by a doctor. Stay in put? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, now we're up to the bystanders. Uh, so, uh, Yarfik, you've given your your thaumaturgical message to the masses, as well as the the, the screams of this man who was just attacked by a gargoyle. Um, so there is chaos happening at this point. A lot of people who are around the corner over here are rushing over now to see what's happening. They didn't listen to what I said. Those three are sort of approaching. The uh, the guard who's sort of in the far corner over there sees what's going on and hightails it. No, oh, I know what he's doing. Wait, what? He's going to get reinforced. This guy. Oh, okay. So he goes off the map that way. So the little the little girl comes and peeks around. Uh, that that kid is staying put for right now. So that's oh, he the bystander. So Cassian. Okay. All right. I'm gonna throw up a. Uh, Don't throw up. <laughs> I'm just trying to grow some out. It was, it was the breakfast ale. Uh, no, I'm going to toss a silent image right here of just like a, a huge, vicious monster to like facing the, the peasants and like looking like it's getting ready to charge them. Okay. So it's, it's uh, just like got three giant horns and massive jaws dripping venom that looks like it's smoking when it hits the ground. Uh, and it's like got like these two huge forearms, bigger like as big as the rest of its body, with massive claws that it's scraping in the dirt, like it's getting ready to charge, uh, and glaring at them with glowing red eyes. Okay. Unfortunately, unfortunately that doesn't mean I have to drop my heroism, but uh, now there's a monster illusion. Right here. <laughs> Holy crap! Okay. Yeah, it can be it can be as big as a fit 15 foot cube, so it's like a six foot tall monster. Big like beefy. a like a big beefy silverback, but with giant but, claws and yeah, drippy more fangs. Yeah, than a silverback though. Okay. Than for, yeah. Can't wait to see the fan art for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ildov. Uh, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna eldritch blast this gargoyle that just almost killed this dude in front of me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nat twenty though. <laughs> I think that means you die. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll allow it. It hits. For the, the, for the audience, uh, Eldob just knocked her own mini over <laughs> with her roll, which turned out to be a natural 20. So basically a meteor fell out of the sky, killed yeah. Chelsea Rage, but it was a natural 20. Divine intervention. Um, it's a two. <laughs> okay, so four points of force damage. Uh, so... As you're still Chelsea Rage at this point, correct? I or have am. you dropped that glamour? Um, I mean, yeah, I are. I guess at this point, I'm kind of just myself, Ildov, 
Okay. With the with the stress of it all. Okay, so with with the stress of the situation, having seen this this innocent, uh, lovely man just get cut down in cold blood mm-hmm. by a stone beast, uh, you you drop your Chelsea Rage exterior, and you become the pure Ildov, the. <laughs> I don't know why I want to say, but the, the ill, real ill doll. <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, using your new staff. Uh, oh, that's right. You. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. You hold it forward. You you cast Eldritch Blast, similarly to how you've done it before, but you can feel how much more power is in it now. Uh, as you extend it forward and that black beam fires out of the, the clawed tip of the staff and into the gargoyle and just sort of paints up its side. And you can see the effect that it has on it. It it, it almost <laughs> reels from it a little bit as it takes, uh, was it four points of, of force damage? Yes. You'll get more from your... Quick question. Quick answer. She's not like, she doesn't actually look any different, right? Even though she's casting willings, but like it doesn't force her to change back to her regular self to cast her spells. It does not force her to, but she said that she oh, dropped it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That was that was a decision. Cool. And you don't get an extra extra damage from the uh, rod now. Uh, no. It, it doesn't do extra damage. It it gives no extra damage. to the spell attack bonus oh, okay. and to the DC of her spells. That makes sense. Um, nat twenty. Yeah. So nat twenty, she got. I mean, she right. she yeah. got the the so double on the, the dice. She yeah. killed Chelsea Rage. She got a nat twenty. I yeah. Well, you know. Sacrifice. <laughs> uh, are you gonna stay put? You move in? What's? I'm gonna stay put. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so next up is the the gargoyles. We've got one who is embroiled with Olash, and he's gonna stick to what's been working for him so far. Uh, so that is a words work well. Uh, that's a twenty to hit. Yep. Uh, so that's three points of slashing damage from the claws reduced to one because you're raging. Uh, and then, uh, so it takes a slash at you uh, with its claws. They sort of rake down your arm, but you, you shrug it off pretty easily because you're so enraged. Uh, and then it goes to try to bite at you again, but you just sort of bat it away with the flat of your axe because you see the attack coming. Um, and otherwise that one's going to stay put. This dude over here, who is sort of presiding over the uh, the the unconscious form, uh, and just got hit by Ildov, is going to f- get back up in the air. Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm gonna fly over to her, uh, and that is an eleven to hit. That's my. That is your AC. That is my AC. Okay, then it hits. Okay. If it ties. It hits. Uh, so you take one point of slashing damage as it flies over to you and slashes out with its claws. It uh, then, while it's still in the air, it uh, so it slashes at you as it's going by, and then it tries to bite at you as well. But in doing so, it sort of messes with the, the trajectory that it's on, and it continues to fly forward a little bit, actually hits the side of the building. <laughs> You idiot. (laughs) Hits the side of the building and falls to the ground and is currently prone. Is that what a natural one on an attack roll looks like? (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Uh, So next up is Yarfik. I'm going to move to the guy that's on the ground bleeding out. Okay. Um, Cast Spare the Dying on him. 
There are a lot of active birds in the area, guys. Don't worry about it. The gargoyles flew off, so the yeah. birds are flying. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was the sound of gargoyles. <laughs> yeah. They're a lot like gremlins. Uh, so I'm going to cast Spare the Dying on him. Okay. And I'm going to turn to Olash, and I'm going to cast Healing Word at second level. Uh, it's a bonus action. And I'm going to say, Olash, time to take out the trash. And you roll 2d4. You roll them. You're applying the healing. Cool. <laughs> no, no but it's, pl- it's plus. Hold on. <laughs> I do appreciate it. So it's one d four plus one d four spider. So yeah. So you get two points of oh, okay. Well, isn't it that plus your spell casting ability level? One living creature. One d four plus one d four per spell level plus the, yeah plus my spell casting. Yeah. I take my mind. Can't read. <laughs> oh no, Yarvik's going insane again. <laughs> you get six points of healing back. Oh, cool, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, and then I'm going to use the rest of my movement. Um, that's left because that was 15, so I'm going to try to go toward the old dog and that's embedded in the wall. Okay. Here? So I, I have. No, he's just going towards that. Yeah, so I have 10 feet. So oh, right oh, there. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, there. So I spare the dying, healing word, and I'm coming for that gargoyle. Boom. Cool. Uh, Olash. Uh, I'm gonna keep attacking this piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can we right. say that for you? Yeah. We can say we're gonna oh. keep attacking. So that's fif- uh, 15. 15 hits? Cool. The coolest. Uh, so, uh, that's 11, 13. So, 13 points of damage. The gargoyle has slashed at you with its claws to minimal effect, tried to bite at you again. You smack it away with the flat of your axe, and then you just follow through and just whack at it again, uh, this time on the other side, under under the wing as well. Um, once again, just shards of stone come flying off. It snarls at you again, and in its eyes, you can just see that, that nothing else in the world exists to it right now. Like, you are its foe and what it wants to murder. Cool. Uh, <laughs> You're its bay. I love it. Before yeah, you works. guys you guys are really sharing a connection <laughs> right now. There is a thin line between love and hate. It's we'll true. See, it's we'll true. see where this we'll goes. See this, we'll see how this ends. <laughs> this could be my new... Your, your bow. Yeah. <laughs> you have. We haven't had a pet for a while. That's true. <laughs> Gonna give Kathak a run for his money. Uh, the and bystanders. Maybe we can make yes. this one into a pillar of the community. <laughs> <laughs> a literal pillar. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's made of stone. Uh, we have fun here. <laughs> we do have fun. Uh, so the bystanders are up next. Unless, Olash, I'm assuming you're not going to move. Uh, no, I'm not going to move. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the bystanders are up. Uh, so you, Cassian, have put down this vile and terrifying illusion of this gigantic scaly beast with arms as big as its body, which I'm still trying to figure out exactly what that looks <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Popeye? It's just the same thing. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. So it's a spinach it's a beast. <laughs> I believe Popeye is a monster, so if you anyone, can just say Popeye. If anyone looked really closely, they would see an anchor tattoo on his <laughs> Oh, he used to fight in the Monster Navy. Um, <laughs> anyway. I am what I am. Future adventure ideas. Yes, Monster Join Navy. Here. Love Monster it. Navy. Love Monster it. Navy. Uh, you put down this illusion. Uh, the two uh, folk that are closest to it, scared out of their minds. They, like, they rounded the corner. They saw this, this brawl going on with these 
stone beasts. They were already like confused and horrified. And then all of a sudden this six foot tall, just slavering beast has appeared in front of them. The dude, the merchant like standing on the chest, pees himself. <laughs> he that with him just to stand on it. Uh, he pisses his pants, classic Von Demos fashion. Um, and, I hope some fans are keeping track of yeah. comedy. Uh, and he he turns around and runs in the other in the opposite direction towards the yeah going past the little girl. Uh, the guy with the with the rake also turns to run and trips halfway and like falls in the in the dirt. Right in the mud. Uh, and then rolls around in it. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. He he falls and then he just starts break dancing. His, his name is Turbo. He's from Breaking Two. Um, this uh, this other guy uh, with the with the halberd um, hasn't seen a lot of the other stuff that's been going on, but sort of gets this like brief feeling of like, oh no, I should be brave, I guess. So he continues to, to walk forward as if he's going to defend these people against this this large creature. The little girl over in the corner, frozen in fear. Can't, cannot move. She can't let it go. She's like, she can't let it go at all. Everyone hates you. <laughs> <laughs> side side note. We but. swore we would not start shilling for Disney until they offered us money. Yes, until they start shilling for us. Uh, but the, the little boy who's over here, he's, he's heard a lot of what's going on, but he hasn't seen anything, and he's a little boy, so he wants to see what's going on. Uh -oh. So he's going to start advancing forward. Is he climbing up the barrels to get up the roof, or is he? Nope, he's just walking around the corner. He's just carrying his bucket over. Yeah, he wants to show his bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Cassian. Okay, I'm uh, racing along the, the very edge of this rooftop. You said it's difficult terrain, so I only move half? Correct. Okay, so I get to here, and then I'm going to whip a sling, sh uh, sling bullet at this uh, gargoyle that's next to Ildov, the one I just smacked into the wall. Okay, um, it will. It's gonna have like um, like half cover um, oh. because it's it's right up against the wall, and you're on the edge of the roof. And with where Ildov is standing, um, it'll be difficult. Uh, okay, like it's not I'll a clear shoot shot. The, I'll shoot at the one that's by Olash. Okay. Instead. That's a 14. Uh, 14 just misses. So you sort of stalk along the edge of the roof, keeping your footing. Uh, you look down, wanting to defend Ildov, but you sort of quickly assess the situation. And you're like, mm, no, I, I might accidentally hit her. I don't want to do that. So you change tactics, and you go, and you lob a sling bullet at the one that Olash is fighting. But it just sort of lodges in the wood like it sails past its head between its head and its unfurled wing and just lodges in the wood behind it. Off. <clears throat> okay, so this this gargoyle next to me is on the ground, like not moving. Uh, it's it's prone, so it's yeah, just so not it's, on its feet. It's just not on its feet. Yeah. Okay, well then I'm gonna blast it again. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Um, Hit him while he's down. Fuck yeah, I'm not above that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. No, that's good. We want it farther. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the more you hit people, the better you roll. That's 24. You think you're good because you hit a child? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. 24 hits. Um, cool. 
Nine. Nine points of damage. So you uh, turn to the gargoyle that is now on the ground next to you. It's just swiped at you with its claws and then hit a wall and fall into the ground. Um, and you put your rod right up next to its head. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. you, loose, you loose an Eldritch Blast at it. And the blast hits it with such force that you can see, like, Dust come off of it, and and a couple of errant shards of stone come away. And once sort of that that little bit of dust clears, you can almost see like the marks of a blast, as if you'd like held a cannon right up next to it or something. Um, its head isn't like misshapen or anything, but there's there's clear evidence that there are like cracks starting to form in it, because you essentially just like point blank shot it. Uh, so nice. definitely feels that, and it's it's still on the ground. Yeah, are you gonna stay put? Do you wanna move? If you get next to me. I'm gonna move a little, like, over here. Okay, so it will get an attack of opportunity, but it's gonna have disadvantage since it's prone. Okay. It's scrabbling around. Trying to bite your Uh, That is a 14. So it takes, it sort of reaches out wildly and gets a, a scratch at you with its claws, uh, and you take five points of slashing damage uh, as it just sort of like gets you on the leg as you retreat. Okay. Okay, and you post up over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up are the gargoyles. So we'll continue with the one who's embroiled with Olash right now. Once again, going to go with a claw attack, and that is a 22. I'm pretty sure hits. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for allowing that to hit. Uh, You take six points of slashing damage, reduced to three because you are raging. Uh, And then it's going to follow up and bite at you. And that's a 19, which I know hits as well. Uh, And you take six points of piercing damage, uh, also reduced to three because you are raging. So the gargoyle, in response to you hitting it on the other side, uh, lashes out with its left arm and just sort of rakes down your chest. And then um, as you try to sort of recoil away from it a little bit, it reaches out and just bites into your right bicep. Now it's just making moves on me. (laughs) Yeah. I going to do this. Yeah, uh, Gargoyle 4 plays a lot of arm stuff. (laughs) Arm stuff? (laughs) Guys, I think we just found the name for this episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's arm stuff. <laughs> you all learned something today. You guys should read the monster manual once in a while, okay? There's a lot of really good information. The armor for both the Robin and part of Oh man, what? What was that voice supposed to be, friend? <laughs> that was a was that? Okay, gotcha. They, they sound weird because they their lips and tongue are made of stone, and they eat a lot of peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. So. The, uh, the other gargoyle uh, uses half its movement to stand up. Um, so it is upright. <laughs> it makes that noise. Um, and it... Try to demystify them, guys. Yeah, exactly. It flaps its wings, uh, flaps its wings, and uh, takes off into the air, flies about 20 feet straight up, and then perches on the, uh, the roof right next to it. Here, yeah, right next to it. So perches on the roof right there, uh, and sort of like looks out at the the people on the ground below, and just gives one of those like you know like like horrible noise, spreads its wings. So man, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm a gurgoyle. <laughs> me. Uh, that is canon. That is what they sound like. <laughs> Yarfik. Uh, I am going to move closer to Eeldov, like right next to her within like five feet. Like here? Yeah, right there. And then I am going to Sacred Flame. Right about it. Okay. <laughs> I like how your sacred flame is like Job releasing a dove <laughs> in the rest of development. Um, so uh, he has to make a deck save. Uh, he doesn't. Okay, then I get to do 1d8 of radiant damage to him. Eight. Eight points of radiant damage as you go and stand fast next to your compatriot. You raise your tankard and and lob a, a holy <laughs> handful at him. <laughs> he might be into that. Uh, it is arm stuff. It is arm <laughs> stuff, yeah. Uh, and he's, uh, you splash him with, with this uh, divine power. Uh, and he takes, you can see it just sort of like burning into the stone, leaving almost as if it's like acid etching parts of him. Uh, and he takes that damage uh, and and looks at you and says, meh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is Olaj. All right, uh, I'm going to attack that one again. Okay. Uh, that uh, I rolled a 16, so that hits, right? Yes, that hits. Okay. 11, Sixteen, uh, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Okay, how do you see it going down? Oh, oh, oh God! Uh, I, what's the best way to kill a gargoyle? Oh my goodness! Uh, we know it's into arm stuff. We do know it's into arm stuff. I could take its arms. <laughs> okay. So, you, uh, the gargoyle has just scratched down your chest, bitten your bicep, you, like, flex, and its mouth pops off of you, and then with, with one arm, you, like, in this very fluid motion, slice up on the right side, and then down on the left side, and sever both of its arms and in that moment, the arms fall to the ground and the rest of it just like crumbles. Starting from the top, <laughs> you can just see these pieces falling off of it steadily until in front of you is just this pile of rubble and two muscular arms. <laughs> <laughs> Trophy. <laughs> and I take a quarter of that damage. Yes, and you take a quarter of that damage. Uh, and you make a necklace of, of arms. <laughs> Just gonna be a real strain on your neck, but. Can I use the arms as weapons? <laughs> yeah, you can use them as improvised weapons. Ooh. Yay! Yay! That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone listening has to do a shot, especially if you're driving. <laughs> If you're a nerd, you do double. Well, yeah, but that's because nerds can drink. <laughs> anyway, uh, the bystanders are up next. So uh, those the the dude who pissed himself is still running off into the distance. Uh, the guy who we who. Say we. 
the guy who fell and was breakdancing is uh, doing some sick head spins. <laughs> uh, he he found he figured out he fell on a cardboard box, so he's like totally down to clown right now. I uh, know he gets up and he he keeps running in that direction, keeps his footing this time. Uh, the the guard who got his his muster up continues to go forward, holding out his halberd, just like barely wanting to touch this this illusory monster in front of him that he doesn't know is illusory. He's still not quite close enough to actually make contact with it, but he is curious that it doesn't seem to have noticed him. It's just sort of generally snarling in like the, a, 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 a different direction. Yeah, silent image. Yeah, too. silently snarling. <laughs> uh, you never had a case of the silent snarls? No, I've never had a case of the silent snarls before. <laughs> uh, and then the, the boy here uh, makes it just around to the edge of the building, oh, no. and and just uh, turns uh, turns the corner to survey all of this stuff. He's looking around. And he sees this guy laying in a pool of blood on the ground, and these these two people who seem to be fighting a, a statue that's on the roof. And it's just it's chaos, cats and dogs everywhere. All Is he that stuff. A hand? I don't <laughs> think so. No, no he's, he's carrying a bucket. bucket. No, the other hand. No. Oh. If he is, you can give him one of your hands. No, he has a, it's small. He just okay. has a small it's hand, small, but he's a small boy. It wow. just looks like a nub. We're just gonna have to explain to Olaf what children. If you look, <laughs> you look closely, there are finger lines. Okay, all right. Olash sees anything small and she's like, you are missing parts. There's the rest of you. If there was more of you, you'd be bigger. Um, so next up is Cassian. Okay. Uh, Cassian is going to run up and over the crest of this roof uh, to face down the gargoyle, and I'm gonna just turn, look straight at it, make contact with its carved eyes, and go, meh, meh, I'm a gargoyle. <laughs> I don't know how to not fly into walls. <laughs> and cast Vicious Mockery on <laughs> What's the DZ? Uh, 13. Uh, does not problems. make it. Yay. So it does two psychic damage, and now it'll have disadvantage on its next attack. Yeah. Didn't know you spoke gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it looks back at you and sadly goes, meh. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know is he just got his learner's permit. <laughs> like, that's really mean. Uh, anyway, next up is Eeldov. Um, okay, so from where I'm standing, I can, like, the gargoyle is, like, in my view, right? Uh, sort of. It's okay. like up on the edge of the building, so you'd have to move out from the building okay. to have a clear shot at it. Well, I'm gonna. Okay, so I'm gonna move out from the building a little bit. Do I have a clear shot from like here? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. enough. If you stay within five feet of me, I can protect you. Um, and then I'm gonna blast it again, cause like. Give it the old blasty. Give it the old blaster room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Nah. laughs> Um, 14. Uh, 14 just barely misses, so you uh, raise the rod again, that bolt of force comes off the end of the clawed tip, uh, and it just, like, cracks a piece of wood off the edge of the building, uh, but just flies past where the gargoyle is, um, as it is snarling, and it's meh. <laughs> uh, next up is the gargoyle. A lot of people don't know this, but the, the spell to animate gargoyles was actually created by a wizard who just hated gothic architecture <laughs> yeah. to make it come to life and be ridiculous. The wizard yeah. Frollo? Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, so next up is the gargoyle, um, who 
looks around, uh, sees that there's this new sort of competitor who's on his turf up on the roof, uh, <laughs> knows that it just got a shot laid off on it, or at it, rather, from the ground, and it just got burned by the the holy acid uh, <laughs> that this dude laid at it. So it just sort of, like, swinging its head, looking around for, like, what's, what's around that I can kill? Um, and it sees the kid, so it, it swoops down at the kid. Um, and it does have disadvantage. <clears throat> Disadvantage on its flight, so it just drops like a stone. That is not how that works. So even with disadvantage. Wait, what's the roll that? Uh, what's the low roll? Uh, the low roll is uh, is oh, a nine plus five, so it's a fourteen. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. I just want to confirm that my cutting words can be Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna insult its gargoyle manhood with a cutting words and subtract. <laughs> One point from the damage. You gotta hit things with it, and then you roll high. Okay. Uh, what do you What do you say? Oh, um, I say I see the sculptor left out some things. <laughs> and I, look, I look meaningfully at its crotch. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that actually works out well. Um, so. The gargoyle swoops down, and even with the disadvantage that you imposed on it with your sick burn from earlier about its flying skills, it still swipes at the boy with its claw. And just at the last moment, you you insult the, its lack of gargoyle dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are not anatomically correct gargoyles. I don't know if I pointed that out before. Um, well, that's why they sound like meh. That's just rude. You don't know if they have some sort of cloaca system. <laughs> Maybe it's just not on the surface. And we never want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you are a gargoyle, uh, you know, anatomist, please let us know. We want to read Gargoyle Grey's Anatomy. Uh, <laughs> they're already gray because they're stone anyway. No. Had to do it. Regret nothing. So, swoops down. Um, you insult its gargoyle manhood, so it, it releases another meh. Uh, just as it swipes at the boy, still connects, still does three points of damage to him, but it could have been four. So, you know, every little bit helps. But then it goes for its bite attack as well, which hits, and that is uh, six points of damage. And he's currently got the boy in his jaws, like by the neck. Is the boy still moving? Uh, I mean, the gargoyle is moving, so it's hard to tell who is making the movement move. But next up is Yarfit. I am incensed and enraged. I am going to charge over right next to the gargoyle there on the corner. Yes. Right there. And I am going to try to pry the boy from his mouth as hard as I can. Uh, so make a strength. Uh, or uh, athletics, actually. Six. So uh, you reach over uh, and you try to get your hands into the like the gargoyle's mouth, and you just there's there's not a lot of open space, and you've got these like stubby sausage fingers, especially with your armor and everything. So you find it really hard to even get your hands in to be able to pry it out, and you're just sort of scrabbling at the gargoyle's head, trying to to find purchase, and you can't get your hands into it. Okay. Um. Uh, and as a bonus, I'm going to cast Healing Word on the boy. Okay. Try to make him. Okay, so um, I'm just going to say to him, Live, damn you, live! <laughs> it's 
aggressive. He's <laughs> <laughs> just a little boy. <laughs> you're gonna live, but you're gonna be damned. That, that's seven points of healing. Uh, okay, seven points of healing. So you are scrabbling at the gargoyle's mouth, trying to pry it open to get this the, him to drop this boy. Uh, and just at the sort of like the last moment that you have action to take, you say, "Live, damn you, live!" And you can see this radiant energy pours into the boy, and his eyes just sort of flutter open all of a sudden, and there's a sharp intake of breath, so it's just like a <gasps> But he's still in the jaws of this gargoyle, and that's sort of when the realization dawns on him, and he just starts to freak the fuck out. So this little boy is now screaming, he's like, oh my god, what? Oh my god, it hurts so bad, please! <laughs> I'm gonna get you out, I promise, you've gotta fight with me, we're gonna do this together! Uh, and next up is Olash. Okay, so my, when I'm raging, my speed is increased by 10. Correct. Because I'm a mink. <laughs> so she's slippery, wily. So I can make it close enough to the gargoyle. Uh, yeah, because Yarfik is like right up on top of it. Okay. So I'll I'll say you're close enough. Okay, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna attack. I'm gonna attack it. Uh, so Jeez. that hits. Yep, that hits. Um. <laughs> Uh, great, so you uh, run up with your mink-like speed uh, and just, once again, fluid motion using your your momentum from running, uh, strike out with your axe and you hit it like dead in the back right between its wings. You leave this noticeable divot in the stone for where your axe connects with it. And in doing that, it keeps its hold on the boy, still has the boy in its mouth but its head sort of swings around, bringing the boy with it to see what just attacked it. the boy it. in the face, then? Because uh, I've got my fingers in its mouth, too. No, because it, you can sort of, it like, his his feet, like, patter against your breastplate, but it doesn't actually, like, knock you over or anything. So, next up is the bystanders. So, little girl, still frozen in fear. Guy with broom is off the map now. He's gone. Just put him down. Uh, dude with the halberd going up to the uh, illusory beast is now close enough to touch it with his his halberd, and it just goes <laughs> right through. And his immediate reaction, like his first thought, is I'm stronger than I think. <laughs> um, and then he like, but then he he realizes there's absolutely no resistance whatsoever to what he's doing. And he reaches out with his hand, and it goes just right through it. And now he's just like head scratching, and and <laughs> looking around, and he's like. <laughs> seeing all that other stuff, and he's like, huh, I wonder if that's real. What's going on? <laughs> so he's questioning his own existence and mortality right now. The guy who is on the ground uh, is, is he's unconscious, but he's, he's you know, staying put. Obviously, he's fine. Um, and the boy is just, like, punching the gargoyle in the face to the point that he's making his own knuckles bloody just from hitting stone. Um, but he's, he's cannot do anything about it. Um, but he just continues to like scream and, and yell for help um, and talk about how much it hurts because he's a little boy in pain. Yep. Uh, Cassian. Okay, Cassian is racing uh, down the slope of the roof, get as close to the gargoyle as he can, and then I'm gonna focus all my will towards the gargoyle and <coughs> speak a terrible word that carries all the way to its ears. And I'm gonna say, 
<laughs> and cast Dissonant Whispers. So it's going to make a wisdom save. And that is a nine. Yes. Okay. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. So because I was casting that. I forgot to say this, but I totally was intending to cast it as a second level spell. Okay. So that's going to be 46. Okay. This thing's head explodes. So that is uh, uh, 18 psychic damage. And it's also going to have to run away. With the bullet in its mouth. That is... It's, unless it's scared enough to give a gargoyle scream before it runs. So you um, fr- you run over to the corner of the roof and you say, Blaffish, and these tendrils of black smoke pour out of your mouth and sort of waft quickly across the street and they they pour into the gargoyle's stone-hewn ears. There's just this moment where its mouth opens and the boy falls out to the ground just like soaked with his own blood. Uh, You roll a dex real quick just to see if you can catch him. Perfect. Seven. Uh, So you uh, fumble, you sort of like get his legs with one of your arms, but his head hits the ground. (laughs) Um, He doesn't take any damage because he's still only like, he's only like four feet off the ground. You just sort of fumble and catching him and then you can, you can lean down and scoop him up. But the, uh, the gargoyle, his mouth opens, the boy falls out. uh, And then you just hear one like quiet me (laughs) as his head explodes. Yes. <laughs> and then the rest of his body just begins to crumble like the other one did, just becoming this pile of rubble, uh, starting from like the tips of his wings and going down, almost as if he's being like wiped to the ground. I'm gonna turn the boy away from that. Until there's just this pile of stone laying there. Um, and then from from off in the distance where the, the first person went and ran away, you can hear like the sounds of, of whistles and, uh, and, and feet approaching. I'm gonna run back and pick up my arms. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, add arms to your, your backpack. <laughs> my uh, stone arms, I guess they're probably like 25, 30 pounds a piece? I don't know, that sounds right for stone arms, right? It's a big gargoyle. I'm not a mason, but... (laughs) (laughs) If we have any masons listening to the podcast... I knew that was going to come back to bite us at some point. When we started doing this podcast, I was like... It's a good idea, but like Sam doesn't have much stone masonry experience, and that's <laughs> going to be crucial. It is my one flaw. Uh, so uh, we're so you run back over, you pick up your arms, and you add them to your pack. So now you've just got these two big stone arms sticking out of your backpack. I love that imagery so much. In the meantime, you guys. You know, you go around, you like poke at the the rubble to make sure that the the threat is gone. You drop your silent image, <laughs> and the guy is now he's like thoroughly confused. He comes around and he's just sort of like dumbfounded, like his he's dragging his halberd on the ground behind him, like Linus's blanket, just looking around, like just giving this look of like what is going on. And uh, Yarfik, you're cradling this child, checking him to see if he's okay. And- uh, I mean, he's he's his clothing is soaked with his own blood. Um, he is still like bruised and battered from sort of being shaken around by the gargoyle, but he doesn't appear to have any anything broken. Um, there, he's not currently bleeding anymore because luckily your healing word uh, really buffed him up. But he is tired and scared and confused and kicking things. <laughs> <laughs> 
and just generally as cranky as a six-year-old that just got shaken in the jaws of a monster can be. You're very I'm going to hop off the roof and walk over to Ildav and just say, uh, you might want to uh, re-Chelsify before that. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm going to run around uh, the corner, I guess, and disguise myself again as Chelsea Rage. Okay. I'm going to talk to the boy and just be like, you are very brave today. You helped yourself out there. Good job on that. What's your What's your name, son? He's like too out of it to even be able to talk and respond at this point. He's still in shock from the whole experience. Um, yeah, yeah. You sit him down, and eventually he just he just passes out. It's too much for his little mind. Aww. He's gonna be okay, guys. I'm gonna pick him up. And he's gonna grow up. He's gonna be president one day. It's all gonna be good. <laughs> oh, the dash fan, the real Horatio Alger story. Yes. Yeah. That's his name. It's Horatio. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Meanwhile, from off in that direction, uh, two of the, the city guard come running in. Cassian, we'll let you do the talking. That'll be, um, fun. That'll be a fun change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they come running in. They, <laughs> yeah, you can take your monster, uh, your silently slavering monster off the board. Uh, they come running in to the, the site of, of this commotion where it was reported that it's going on. Um, and they just run in. They immediately, they're just going, okay, what happened? What was going on? You, you there, what are you all doing? What are we doing now, or what have we been doing? <laughs> Look, we are the city guard. We need a straight answer. What is going on here? We had reports of monsters attacking. Uh, we were attacked. We were attacked by monsters. We managed to drive them off and or kill them. <laughs> and there was uh, a couple of living statues. I pull out uh, the arms. <laughs> yep, she, my friend here cut off the arms of one of them. Uh, there was also some kind of uh, giant scaly monster that seems to have Turn tail and run once its friends were felled. So it's still in the city. Uh, I suppose could be. Oh, we'll have to put out a we'll have to put out a call and set guards and go prudent. searching for it. Also, did it go down in the sewer? Uh, you know, I did. I took my eyes off it for a second and it was gone. It could easily have gone down the sewer. While you're saying this, the other the other guy who's just sort of been like watching dumbfounded at this point speaks up and he goes. Well, no, it didn't go down in the sewer. It just, it just disappeared. It was the strangest thing. I'd come upon it. I was guarding the shop that I guard down the way, and I came upon it, and I went to stab it with my halberd, and it just went right through. And we owe you our lives. Thank you, good sir. I did it. <laughs> um... As they're standing there, also, I'll, I'm, I'm going to take the boy. If he's passed out, I'm going to take him and bring him over. This child was hurt in the scuffle as well. I don't know who he belongs to, but he's fine now. I've healed him up. But if you could take him home, please. People don't own children. <laughs> Check its color. I can't wait for you to be Oh, don't worry. We had this one microchips. <laughs> we'll bring him to the child pound. Thank you very much. I might stop by later if I feel like adopting, but right now I don't, I'm don't. i not in the mood for a child. Excellent. And uh, the, um, the gentleman over there is all right as well. But yeah, the, the other, so one of the guards has stopped to talk to Cassie, and the other guard has gone over. He, he saw this guy laying on the ground. He sort of, like, kicked him with his boot a little bit just to make sure that he was alive. Uh, and he just sort of started to be like, He's uh, a guard guard! <laughs> uh, but he, like, he he's able to, like, push himself up and sort of get into a sitting position. He's sort of quietly talking to him, finding out, you know, what's going on, what happened. And the guy's like, oh, I was attacked by... A, it's some sort of flying beast. It was awful. So they're all chatting about it. 
and the uh, the boy still out cold. The other guard, uh, sorry, the the guard the guy with the halberd, the halberd guy, Rob Halberd. He <laughs> <laughs> was guarding the Judas Priest shop. Yes, he he's still sort of like he's proud of himself now. Then all of a sudden he like remembers something. He's like, wait a minute. So but t- so the monster disappeared, and then you guys were fighting that that stone. Beast, he had the fangs and he had the big claws and everything. And then, wait, but where'd the, someone? Someone was using magic. Oh yeah, I think I saw that person. Uh, they they ran away um, down an alleyway. I mean, I, I used a little bit of uh, my my magic as a as a cleric, but that's all that I saw. And the guards are like, well, that's that's. I mean, that's not of concern if you're using divine magic. That's right. fine. But if someone out here was using magic unlicensed, then we need to report that. Oh, of course, of course, I didn't see anything from my end of it. I was facing the gargoyles the whole time, though. I couldn't have seen anything. I saw a person, uh, it was a man with uh, long hair. Uh, I, I think they were, I think they were like a, a gnome or maybe a, maybe an elf. Yeah, definitely an elf man. That was a pretty opposite end of the spectrum there, friend. Look, that's like saying it could have been a mouse, it could have been an elephant. I was a little bit focused on the living statues, not on a figure discerning exactly the species of the strange magic user. But uh, but uh, he ran away. I think he must have, I don't know, been been unlicensed, as you said, and wanted to skip out before before you arrived. All right. Um, at this point, I'm kind of like wandering back over. As Chelsea. As Chelsea. Rage, okay. Yeah. Um, so the the guard at this point has has sheathed his sword and sort of stowed <laughs> his shield on his back, um, and he's like taken a, a small piece of parchment out of his pocket. So he's taking notes about everything that happened, essentially writing a police report. Uh, I say to the halberd guy, I say, "My friend, what? Tell, please tell me the name of the man who who saved us all this day." <laughs> My name's Rob Halberd. <laughs> Rob Halberd. You sir are a true hero. And I turn to the to the rest of the group and I start going, Rob. Rob, 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 Rob. Why are we yelling Rob in the middle of the city? And he he just starts going, oh, you don't. I didn't. I mean, you guys, you, you, like the stone. And then he just like crumbled. Oh, but those things were half the size of the beast you drove off. Let, let me buy you a drink. We're on the clock, Cassian. We can't buy you a drink oh, right now. Right. <laughs> oh, right. Later. Yeah, we, st- we should probably go get those. <laughs> I was thinking maybe... Okay. Leaving them up? in the airport list. Well, until the town guards go. Away. Oh, yeah, oh, we're not yeah. going to get them. So we're on the clock now, Cassian. We, we can't, unfortunately. We have places to be. True, very true. Errands to run. So, the, uh, the guards... Thank you for for helping. Uh, they they take they take like statements from you guys about what it is that happened. They uh, proceed to go to uh, you know like they kick at the rubble piles to make sure that they're <laughs> they're really dead, and they thank Rob Halberd profusely uh, for his help. Uh, the little girl finally like snaps out of it and goes running off to her uh, to find her parents. The little boy. You, he's, he's like still, he's just so out of it and out of sorts. Um, you leave him with the guards and they, uh, actually, you know, you leave him with the, the shopkeep that is now sitting up and he promises to like deal with him when he wakes up. I see. Uh, by the way, you can, uh, you can tell the people of the city they need not fear gargoyle attacks. Well, 
the Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate, and their honorary member, Rob Halbert, are on the Are case. we adding people in again? Honorary, honorary. Okay. And the guards say, uh, right, well, thank you. Hopefully there won't be any more gargoyle attacks. We still have to figure out where they came from. Oh, no. <laughs> what was that? I said, from your mouth to Azir's ears. That's ah. it, may she make it so. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> so they go about... I make the sign of the tanker. <laughs> <laughs> You know the tanker is not her symbol, right? <laughs> also, no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm also going with the make it so. It's a very, like, Picardian thing to say. Yes, engage. So, uh, engagement I don't think is Cassian style, but... Oh. I'm just saying, he's not a commitment guy. Uh, he's in it for the dalliance. He spends a lot of time at the lore house, we know. Yeah. So, uh, so the guards, uh, they go about, like, securing the area, checking up at the shopkeeps, seeing if there's anything else to report, getting statements from other people. So there's time now for you guys to spirit away your charges. Uh, also, how's everyone doing for healing? <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, actually get hit at all, so... I mean, I'm fine for now. Okay. I'm at, like, half my health, but I'm okay. Come here. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> still You're gonna give her a heal and slap? Yep. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give her a healing hug. Oh. And I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds at first level. <laughs> he wraps Thank his you. arms around Olash's knees. <laughs> <laughs> You get 11 hit points back. Oh, yay. Thank you. Just before you you get the robed figures out of the herbalist shop, uh, Yarfik, you go over and you give you give Olash just a big old tight hug uh, and you feel radiant energy pour into you as your your wounds, your scra- some of your scratches heal completely. Uh, you're no longer bleeding anywhere. Cool. And your heart feels better. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from like a real sweet adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just happy everyone's okay. So the guards are gone now. Uh, they're not gone, but they're they're busy. Okay. Um, so you guys can uh, can spirit the the robed yeah. figures away. Step into the shop and tell them the dangers. I past. have a I have a hankering to read a book right now for some reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My lust is rubbing off on you. Yep. <laughs> uh, so you go in, you get the robed figures, and sort of keep going on your way uh, up to the archives. Arriving there. It's kind of the same stuff. They ask you to wait outside. They go in. Ildov, if you... Yep, I'm following them. Follow them in <laughs> um, as a, another different identity, I'm sure, because if you're the same person every single time, That's they're, true, they're yeah. probably going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So you go in as someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carol shows up. Yeah. Well, Carol can't show up. No, Carol, <laughs> Carol can't a bad show her choice. face in this town. Like, <laughs> ever a chance again. That Carol's who they're here looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they go in. They walk around inside. The, the archives are a little bigger than the other places you've been to, so they're in there for a little bit longer. Uh, but they just look around. They don't interact with anyone. They don't touch anything. They just sort of walk to places, stop, look around, and then keep going. And then eventually, after about 30 to 35 minutes, they come out front to all of you guys again, and they say, we can move on to the next place. Clank, 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 okay. Uh, So, next up, uh, probably makes sense to go to the lore house. Cool. Uh, So you head over to the lore house, same thing. They go inside. Uh, You can hear through the doors, (laughs) welcome! Uh, and they get no response, but they just go in, they look around, and, and as the doors are like swinging shut behind them, you can hear some murmurs of like, they didn't say welcome. <laughs> uh, they like made the, some deadly enemies. Exactly. 
And then after about 15 minutes or so, they come back out and say that they can move on to the next location, uh, which would make sense to be the, the tempered steel barracks and the sawtooth. We just want to keep going with uh, proximity for everything. We're just we're working our way towards Gulrick's house. Okay. Yes. Uh, so you go to the Tempered Steel Barracks. Once again, they go in, they look around, and then they come back out. Uh, and you all head off and go to the last location on the list, which was the um, the ORE Guildhouse in the Grove. Uh, so you head down there. Uh, they once again ask you to wait outside. They go in. They look around. This is a much smaller building. It seems strange that they just keep going into random buildings we've been to, we've been in before, but they might Except for the forge. We right. didn't ever go to Charon's Forge, did we? No, we didn't. It's very strange. I'm not sure what to make of it. Um, I think it probably makes sense for Ildov to try and brain scan them as we're approaching Gulrix. I can. Oh, yeah. Before we get to Gulrix, yeah. Probably so when they idea. come out of the, uh, the guild house, yeah. Just be ready for a fake fight in case they figure something um, out. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm going to cast detect thoughts okay so they um they are coming out uh are you casting it is you have to cast it on a specific person yeah i guess yeah so you cast it on on the the tall one the only one who's been talking i the assume the tall one yes cool he <laughs> <laughs> could be a gnome yeah elf gnome who can tell beholder who knows it's, you know they're all the same silhouette wise right yeah exactly um so you cast it on him. Uh, how does detect thoughts work? I can read the thoughts of any creature that has an, uh, an intelligence of like over three um, within 30 feet. They save for probing. are <laughs> <laughs> you at the same time? It's a wisdom save. Oof. Okay. Uh, I just want to look up the thing. Uh, detect thoughts. There we go. It's concentration up to one minute for the duration. You can read the thoughts of certain creatures when you cast a spell. As your action on each turn until the spell ends, you can focus your mind on any one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. The tall one. So you initially, okay, you initially learn the surface thoughts of the creature, what is most on its mind in that moment. As an action, you can either shift your attention to another creature's thoughts or attempt to probe deeper into the same creature's mind. If you probe deeper, the target must make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Um, so, uh, you cast the spell. Uh, you do it, like, quietly, under your breath, trying as hard as you can, like, to, to keep your hands at your side so they don't see anything's up. And you cast this spell. What What is the word for Ooh, detect thoughts? Uh, reveal. <laughs> okay. So you say reveal quietly under your breath. You just get this impression from his mind that everything is going according to plan. That's as, his surface thought. As we're walking along, I'm just sort of chatting. I'm, I'm going to pretend to sort of make small talk with him. I'm just going to say, I hope today was productive. Uh, finally got a got into a fight. Hope, hope everything went as well for you as it did for us. Uh, Ildov, you now get this feeling of annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try to probe further? Sure. Pump and probe. Pump and probe. Um, so that is... What is, what's your spell, DC? You're using the rod, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, with the rod, it's 16, right? No, wait, 14? I don't know how this works. So it's whatever your DC is plus two. Yeah, four, uh, 16. 16, okay. So uh, rolled an 18. Um, so you are shut out, and he... T- are, are you are you walking with the group at this point? Uh, no, I'm still kind of like... 
a little bit away. Okay, so you're like what, like 15 feet back? Yeah. Give or take? Yeah. So um, you attempt to probe deeper, and uh, the the group is all walking along, and all of a sudden he stops. Um, I say something wrong. The four robed figures stop right behind him. The rest of you guys, like, you don't notice right away. Oh. You walk forward like a foot or two, and then you realize that he's not next to you anymore as you've been chattering at him. <laughs> um, and you turn around and you say, you know, is something wrong? And the robed figure sort of, without moving his feet, just sort of turns around and looks directly at you. And you can, you still can't see his face. It's still wreathed in darkness, but you can tell that he is looking at you and that he knows what you're trying to do. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, he doesn't know, like, you, you don't, you don't feel anything in your mind anymore. You no longer can detect can, his thoughts, right. uh, even surface or otherwise. Okay. But he is, so far as you can tell, without being able to see his eyes, staring daggers at you. Oh, what's boy. wrong? What's going on? Are we about to be attacked again? I draw my, my rapier. Uh, he raises his arm and points at Ildov, or Chelsea Rage, right, Chelsea whoever Rage you are right, right now. now. So he points and says, we're being followed. I say, say no more, and I charge at Chelsea. <laughs> if you will, let's let's uh, get away from this. He can take care of it. Let's get you somewhere safe. He doesn't move. He stays put. It's our job to protect you. If we, we can't protect you if you're out in the open. He's not paying any attention to you. I'm thinking, I'm thinking at Chelsea. Yeah. Well, run. Yeah. <laughs> run. Um, okay, yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I kind of connect with Cassian telepathically, and I'm like, all right, that guy was thinking it's all going according to plan. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, we'll be back up late. I'm thinking, yeah, we'll, we'll be like, back up later. But keep charging at me, I yeah. guess, and I'll just run. So then I start running in the other direction. Okay, so uh, both of you roll deception. Eight. Oh my god, natural one. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, this is, like, chocolatey good. So... <laughs> We're so good at deception and investigation. Anything, really. We're so good at it. The two yeah, yeah, literally the two that are built for this activity. And you both shit the bed so gloriously. So, um, Cassian, what exactly is it that you're thinking at Ildov as you charge at her? Um, basically, just, just run. I'm just thinking run. Okay, so you're just thinking run. Yeah. So you take off charging at her, and immediately you just start thinking run, but without realizing it, you say that out loud. Oh, <laughs> so you're you're charging at her, like putting on this this brave, like aggressive face, but then you're also saying run, run. <laughs> And and Ildov slash Chelsea, you do that. You do turn and run. Yeah. And you know you sort of you keep going uh, until you're you're like you know you turn a corner somewhere. You're out off in the distance, Cassie, and you follow until uh, she's around the corner, and you're like, yeah, you better run. <laughs> uh, and then you come sauntering back over, and the um, the tall one. Once again, you you can tell that he's looking at you like into your eyes, even though you can't see his eyes. And he looks at you and uh, he just says, convincing. Turns and keeps walking. Like in the direction that they were walking? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to redisguise myself as Doug now. Okay. Because <laughs> um, they already saw Chelsea Rage. 
and just walk right back over. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm not. I'm gonna like stay farther back, I guess. But I'll, you know, try to convincingly stay. Uh, you know, it, like it looks like I'm minding my own business. <laughs> okay, uh, so roll a roll a stealth check real quick. Oh, six. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Okay, um, so you uh, get around the corner. You you immediately dug up, and then you walk back around the corner, just you know, like going along, humming, doing Doug stuff. <laughs> And you try, you you immediately like fall right back into that sort of 15 foot radius from them that you were before. So like not varying what you were doing. You're walking with the same gait that you Mm. were before. So, uh, you know, you're just sort of, you're not being nearly as sneaky as you think you are being. Mm -hmm. But they don't do anything about it. They don't stop again. They don't make any sort of outward acknowledgement that, that they notice you. Okay. So it would seem that you are in the clear. Okay. You guys continue to walk on uh, until eventually you make it to to Gulrick's mansion. Uh, and at the gate, uh, those two guards come forward from the door. Uh, they open the gate. The robed figures say, um, we will take our leave of you. Thank you. Pleasure doing business with you. They go inside. The guards close the gate. I wave one of the gargoyle arms at them. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the open hand. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, one's open hand, one's closed <laughs> fist. <laughs> I'm going to slap and punch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the, uh, the guards close the gate. It's later in the day at this point. It's probably past dinner time. You guys are all pretty hungry, more than likely. Why are you yelling, run? I say what? I was doing what? You were yelling the word run as you were running after Chelsea. You know what happened is I think I confused talking with thinking. (laughs) (laughs) It happens to me every so often. (laughs) It happens to the best of us, really. So what do you guys want to do? Well, that could have gone better. We know that their plan is going according to plan. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. (laughs) So let's get out of sight of this mansion for starters. So we can confer. Yeah, yeah, let's grab something to eat. What are you? Doug. Oh, hi, Doug. It's me. Remember? He's in Doug. A band. Oh, yeah. I'm in a band. A... Right. I, I forgot about Doug. Let's all walk away now. <laughs> yeah, I'm down to I'm down. I could eat. I could get a bite. Okay. And so you guys. turns into a parade. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you uh, walk uh, <laughs> on your way away from the mansion. You decide to go and get some food and and discuss what it is that just happened. Uh, and that's where we'll end this episode. Dun dun dun. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. Remember that review we read up top? We could do the same thing for your review. If you write us one, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, know what I mean, know what I mean? Oh, and don't forget that the correct number of stars is always five. You can even go a step further and head to Patreon.com slash IWVTCast to pledge some monetary support to the show. Your patronage helps us upgrade our equipment and make a better podcast for you, so it's definitely in your best interest. Do it for you. Treat yourself. Win one for the Gipper. 
The improvised weapons theme and outro and our brand spanking new fight music are by the amazing Adam Rabin. You can check out all of his work at imadeitup.com. Tune in next time as the party learns that there are consequences to their actions. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>